For the Marin Council of Chambers, I'm Stephanie Plant, and this is We Are One Marin, a bonus edition. Today we met Charlie Connor, a San Marin High School student on School to Career Day. She was shadowing with our friend, colleague, and silent podcast partner, Rob DiVincenzi, publisher of the Marin IJ. They came downstairs in the office building we share to see our podcasting studio in action. It was an opportunity we couldn't pass up since we've wanted to interview Rob, who prefers to stay out of the spotlight, all season long. But the newspaper man stayed true to his craft and he turned the tables on us. It seems that he got us to do most of the talking. Stay tuned as Kalina and I share a little of our own experiences about how Marin works. So they did 26 episodes in the first year, all of which are 15 to 40, 30 Mm -hmm. plus minutes. Mm -hmm. From hairdresser in downtown San Rafael, and and it has some really poignant stories about um, being black in Marin, frankly, and, you know, getting pulled over for no reason, having a wad of cash from being paid cash, and being arrested Um, to, you know, the eyeglasses guy, Frank Gomez, who owns an a shop in San Anselmo and grew up in a very difficult neighborhood in Sacramento as a child. And just, I mean, people did open up about their story and it, it, it was a, really a gift to listen. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, um, it was incredible. The, the thing about journalism is you'll find is that you get to be a micro expert in a ton of different topics. Our journalists upstairs have to know a little bit about everything. Right. But they have their beats too, right? I mean, you they do, do have, have a specialized reporter beats. who's got most of your education stories, totally. right? Totally, that's right. So <laughs> people have like special areas of focus. I think the know? cool thing about podcasting too when it related to journalism is the mediums are changing, right? And like the nuances, what a paper-only reporter might have done or TV-only, and now how to differently report the same information but for different mediums, Mm -hmm. I've had to learn a lot. Sometimes she has to, like, humanize my emails because I sound like a lawyer. I've been doing it for a really long time, and so... Yeah, can you take the lawyer out of yeah, that, that like, sentence? I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll say, hey, you want to take a stab at writing some copy? We, we just recently, uh, the podcasts are now being broadcast on the radio at KWMR, which is a West Marin Bay station. And they asked us to write what's called a bumper, right? So, you know, you're listening to We Are One Marin on KWMR. Or something. And I said, why don't you take a stab at it? You know, I got like a paragraph from Kalina, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Dude, I think he wants like ten seconds." <laughs> and, and then she cut it down yeah. to what was manageable, and we still had to do it like twenty times. Uh, okay, so we'll do take one. I'm Stephanie Plant, and I'm Kalina Cloud, hosts of the We Are One Marin podcast, where you'll hear the stories of minority-owned businesses from across Marin. We air on KWMR every other Tuesday at eleven a.m. Yeah, and now you got to get excited about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm Stephanie Plant. And I'm Kalina Cloud. Hosts of the We Are One Marin podcast, where you'll hear stories of minority-owned businesses from across the county. We air on KWMR every other Tuesday at 11 a.m. Ready? Yes. I'm Stephanie Plant. And I'm Kalina Cloud. Hosts of the We Are One Marin podcast, where you'll hear stories of minority-owned businesses from across the county. We air on KWMR every... It's okay. It's okay. So... When you say, and I'm Kalina Cloud, it sounds like you're waiting for something to happen. <laughs> we air on KWMR every other Tuesday at 11 a.m. Tuesday at 11 a.m. We air on KWMR every other Tuesday at 11 a.m. Yes, okay. because see, that's excited yeah. at 11 a.m. 
I'm Stephanie Plant. And I'm Kalina Cloud. Hosts of the We Are One Marin podcast, where you'll hear stories of minority-owned businesses from across the county. We air on KWMR every other Tuesday at 11 a.m. Yes, (laughs) we did it. Thank God. And so you hear both of us when they when they when that happens. For fun, before you have to go, why don't yeah. you put the headset on? Sure. We have wanted Mr. DiVincenzi down here with a headset oh, on no. for a year. Yeah, you got to mic yourself a little bit closer to you. No. Mr. Radio, <laughs> come on. Did you share that you also have some background? I I did a little bit of DJ work back. In, oh yeah, back you did in college. So see how you can now you can really hear it. Yeah. 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 Sounds way better. I'm gonna take a pic of. Sounds way you, better. I'm gonna take a pic at you three. You want a what selfie instead? No, I don't need to be in it. Perfect. He has a radio face, remember? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have completed 26 episodes on the podcast. Rob has been our agent, as he calls himself. We have to hear the radio Oh yeah, little tagline. Chef, come on, if Chef I can do what? it, you oh, have to. For what? <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Yeah, That's how right. you got on the air? Come uh, on, we just need it for the I, records. Um, I was really into music as like an eighth grader, high schooler. And then I started buying vinyl. Like I, I asked Charlie if she'd ever heard of vinyl. And she was like, of course I've heard of <laughs> yeah. vinyl. So I started buying records and had a turntable or two. And then um, in college, I just spent all the money. I had no money, but the money that I did, I would buy vinyl after vinyl after vinyl. And then I set up a DJ you know, turntables and a mixer in my dorm room, oh. which was frowned upon at a Jesuit, <laughs> you know, quiet anyway. And then I, I think my freshman year, I went to the radio station and applied and got a spot and I had a regular weekly show. And then I got, finally got a drive time, maybe drive time. What does that mean? But I got, well, I, it wasn't at three in the morning. It wasn't three in the morning. But and it was the college radio station. It was a college radio station. I had lots of, you know, all my friends would listen and call in, and it was, it was, <laughs> it was great. It was a lot. It was great fun. And then I started doing uh, events. I did that for many years. It was a lot of fun. I had, I had a lot of good, like good times. And I still have most of my vinyl collection. I didn't sell hardly anything. So. Do you have any photographic? Um, I do. <clears throat> I will share it at a later date. Uh, I do. I will share that at a later date. But it was great fun. But I think the important point there is that it exposed me to other aspects of media, not just print journalism. For me, it was like a divergence. I knew that I always wanted to print as my career. Mm-hmm. The, the other stuff was just like playtime stuff, but I knew I was going to go back to print journalism. And it was a good way to get well-rounded. And that's funny that you are now such a copy it. I mean, you are, I feel like my experience with you when I, I, I have had the gift of writing one or two things for Rob to edit. <laughs> and he's really good, gifted mm-hmm. at it. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's just 30 years of trying to get it right and just being, I, we, we just edited some, we, yeah. we just edited letters to the editor together. We uh-huh. edited some an editorial together. And something else, and it's just it's a lot of nerdy inside baseball stuff, right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that I fix that that our that our editors fix every day that no one would ever know we're changing, but we have to abide by AP style and be consistent, or there's mm-hmm. just you don't have credibility. So it's a lot of geeky inside stuff. Well, but it's interesting, I think. <clears throat> it is to some people. Other people couldn't care less. <laughs> well, and it's a gift to have a local paper. I'm sure you're learning in school that. It's hard to keep a local paper going. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a terrific paper. She brought me three copies. And it's, I mean, it's really excellent. That was smart. It, wow. No, it really is. It's got great design. She knows 
InDesign is laying out the pages. I mean, not only is she writing copy and editing, she's laying the stuff out. So, so you're editing copy from your peers. Mm-hmm. How does mm-hmm. that go over? Well, I don't know. It's fine because right now I'm editing people who are sophomores. Mm. So they're a few years younger than me, so they like kind of look up to me and respect me. So it's not as bad. But last year I was the only junior editor, and all mm. the other editors were seniors. And there were some seniors who were just reporters, so I would have to edit their stuff. And it was definitely an odd dynamic, but I got through it mm-hmm. and um, learned a lot from it, I think. Yeah. Seniority is so real in high school. I feel like you get out of that environment. Well, if you decide to go to college, you'll stay in that environment for four more years. But then I, I, I feel like it all kind of comes out in the wash. It does. Mm-hmm. it does. I mean, Rob here, he's like 30 years older than me. And you never know what he I look 30 years older than me. Fact check. Fact check. That's, um, that's not Wait a but, minute. Um, <laughs> but what's interesting and what's, what's challenging about editing is that everyone loves, is in love with what they've written or mm-hmm. they wouldn't have written it that way. Uh-huh. And so it's so personal. And then when you have an editor, like when I go through and clinically edit something, you know, it's just I'm. We try not to change the the you know the tone or the integrity of the piece, but you have to be really careful with that because everything is so written so precisely by that person, and they they love what they wrote, right? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. and um, it gets changed. It just you know I had I, as I told Charlie, I, you know, when I started as a managing editor, I didn't know hardly anything. I knew reporting a little bit, but I didn't know what I was doing. So I made a lot of mistakes early on, and my publisher probably tore his hair out. <laughs> I mean, he had several times when he pulled me aside and was just like, I can't believe you, you mm. ran this way or did it this way. I was 23, 24. I didn't know what I was doing. But eventually I got it, and then you learn from your mistakes. You don't repeat You were them. a managing editor? Early. Early. At what paper? In the South Bay, in Mil- Milpitas, which mm. is a paper that was founded in 54, Nine. 55, Jan- February 3rd, 1955. Why do you so, know? <laughs> yeah. I do. So I was, yeah, but I was um, a reporter there for a couple of years, and then the managing editor left, and and they didn't have anybody, and I said, I'm, I'm ready to do it. And mm. one publisher believed in me, and the other one said, no way. <laughs> and the one believed me enough to give me a shot, and, hmm. you know, I was there for 23 years. So, wow. That's yeah. part of what happens, too, in life. It's being at the right place at the right time and not being afraid to raise your hand and being afraid to take a leap sometimes, even when you... You know, you might not be ready right now, but your background that prepared you to get to this moment, you have the integrity and the ethics and the stick to itness and, you know, a good, and if you've got a good support system around you, that helps a lot too. And I sometimes think slightly stereotypically men are better at raising their hand. Mm -hmm. No offense. You were very deserving of your job, clearly, because you're still doing it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I know you're the publisher now, you're not just the managing (laughs) editor, but I, I do think as women, sometimes it's hard to know what you know. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you to raise your hand at early and often. Great I'm advice. still learning. Great advice. I had Stephanie's number for maybe two, three months. And um, our mutual friend who introduced us kept saying, reach out, reach out, reach out. And I finally did. And I've been here for going on a year and a half. Yeah. I wow. also Great. had her number, though, to be <laughs> fair. And I kept, I held myself back because I didn't think I had enough work. How is a young person going to be interested in this job that's boring is what was going through my mind. And 
when the podcast opportunity came together, I think I felt like I had something that was stimulating enough and that would be variable. Sometimes real estate management is like um, boring, cookie cutter, lease renewal, lease problem, tenant problem, repeat. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like if I'm not lit up by it, what good conscience can I invite someone else? Now, I didn't know I'd get a nerd who was like super into like... (laughs) The language of the lease and the all the law. Home run. I mean, it's like yes. it is a home yeah. run. It's a home run. It's a home run. But I, I mean, really, I think that self doubt is there's just no room. It's so easy for me to say, but if you can take that away, that believing in yourself that you can do it. Yeah, and learn, and you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes, and that's okay. That's part mm-hmm. of the process. I made hundreds of mistakes, if not thousands, and. And it's that's okay. the only it's way to learn. It's the only way to learn. And if you have people that believe in you that you can do it eventually, then it's, that helps. So before we let you two go, because I think you have to be somewhere, you know how when you get a celebrity at the radio station and they say for, you know, KGO, this is oh. Robin Williams or whatever. One uh, chef priority. I would like uh, both <laughs> of you forget. separately oh, yes. to give me a little, for the We Are One Marin podcast, oh. I'm... Blah, blah, blah. Oh. Thanks for listening. Okay. Or any way you'd like to do it. Do you want him to go first? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll so go first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not comfortable, you don't have you to. You don't have to, but yeah. look, it's not <clears throat> We're not on the air. Okay. Um, for the We Are One Marin podcast, this is Rob Devincenzi with the IJ. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, Charlie. For the We Are One Marin podcast, this is Charlie Connor. Love it. Perfect. <laughs> Should I make you Perfect. do it? Oh, I've done. I've no, you guys have done. <laughs> we got to go. We got to get lunch. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for guys. taking the time. This oh has gosh. been great. It was so fun. Yeah. fun. The Marin Community Foundation generously sponsors this podcast. Our theme music is performed by a student at Enriching Lives Through Music. Elm is in San Rafael's Canal Neighborhood. Finally, a reminder to support diverse local businesses and shop Marin.